0: Boys and girls, children of all ages, you are listening to Broken But Glorious! Bro, oh, Hollywood Officer, whatever they call you, I'm coming after you, you coward!
1: Broken But Glorious. I'm Chris Lapp, and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Sparks. How do this evening, no, Sparks. No, you see Sparks? How are okay? I'm great, thank you. So, Thanks for joining us this evening. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Yeah, so before we get into more of the Mr. Williams character, I just want to know, firstly, how long have you been a wrestling fan? So, a wrestling fan? Yeah. Um, since I was uh, 15, it was, uh, WrestleMania 7. First time I ever saw wrestling. Yeah. Or American style no, wrestling, shall I say. I do remember watching... Um, the Wilder Sport stuff when I was a kid. Um, yeah, I used to watch it the Nans big, on a Sunday. I'm sure it was a Saturday yeah, afternoon. Yeah, like,
0: but... we used to get it and um, I'm talking back in the day when I was like, I don't know, seven or eight or
1: something.
0: Mm. Um, I remember sitting there watching it and, and I enjoyed it back in the day Like, and then there was a gap of I think maybe like two or three years and then all the, all the American stuff started coming over mm. um, and I got invited down to a lad's house uh, Gareth Rawton who is Joe Phoenix. Yeah. Didn't know at a time obviously um, went to that maybe but um, got invited around to his
1: house and the first thing was Vince McMahon welcome to Wrestlemania <laughs> yeah, that was it that was was <laughs> that's, that's, that's Wrestlemania 7 is a good one to get into so. yeah yeah, good yeah Ma- stuff, not Hogan Warrior Warrior Savage wasn't it yeah so, yeah also yeah, yeah. Warrior and uh, Savage
0: and
1: that's a great match yeah great match yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so who was your favourite wrestler growing up who's what sorry who was your favourite wrestler growing up uh, growing up uh, I used to like, um, well pretty much the reason is why, I, why, I, what I do now, Um I used to like the characters. Yeah.
0: Uh, people like Rick Rude, um Rick Martel as well, Katie Snake, uh, Bobby Heenan, always us used to love watching Bobby Heenan and listening to him as well on the commentary with Gorilla. Yeah. Him, him and, him and Heenan have gotta be for me anyway, the best comedy team that there's ever been, for, for me personally anyway. Just the way they used to bounce off each other, yeah. On the, com- the, the comedy lines that, um and used to throw out just like it a cut to so someone in the crowd, and he'd come up with some like off the, off the cuff kind of thing, which is kind of. Uh, I try and do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. If someone says something in the crowd, I won't leave it, I'll try and come back with something. Um, and it can develop over, like, there's this lad who's always in the front row of the show, called Chris, little Chris. Um, you might know him yourself from some of the island shows. He's the
1: one that has the championship belt. He always y- has the belt, yeah. yeah, yeah I think he sits in front of me every time. That, so. Yeah, there you
0: go. <laughs> And there was a little thing we, we used to have like a little back and two and, and he's now a regular thing on one of my entrances I always pick him out
1: and give him a shout like <laughs> just that stuff because the, the crowd
0: want to get involved uh, at the end of the day they, they want to be there they want to interact with it, and that, that's what I try and do.
1: Yeah so you ca- you kind of mentioned it but is there a wrestler you tried to mould your style around? Um, not really Um, I always like I say I, I always remember going back to the characters and the stories Um. Dollar Man uh, with Virgil that little bit of a
0: story which is basically what we've done at RWA uh, and now the island with uh, Callum and the Mr Williams Billy Norton story that was my version of the Million Dollar Man and Virgil mm-hmm. uh, but no no one person who, who like first I, I will I still always if I'm, if I'm sitting in the house and I'll watch the network or something I go like way back to like 88 between kind of 88 and
1: 90 Three, four mm. is what I always watch. That's what my girlfriend. Always watches. She always we always have to go watch. Like we kind of start late ninety one, and then she gets ninety four, and then she doesn't know any wrestlers after that. She told me if I go back. <laughs> right, okay, yeah, well, yeah, well, that that for me was where that was where I really fell in love with it all. Mm. And um, passing the tapes
0: across to because we didn't have Sky, um, so we had to pass tapes over to across the road to my friend, and she was calling when it was on, and um, that's how I got. To, and that's like stories wise. Even, like, little move sequences and stuff, Mm. I'll always go back to that.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah. But there's no no one person who I try and emulate Mm. and be like, I'll just take a little bit of this person, a little bit of that person. Even if it's just a look, or a mannerism, or a phrase, that's that's where I always pitch my stuff from, back there.
1: So what first prompted you to do the tights and get into the ring, then? (laughs)
0: Tights <laughs> bloody tights. I'm not a tight I'm not wearing tights. That's another reason why I do what I do, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um but it was um, going back to our our got into the wrestling, Gareth Rock um, through a friend, um was how I met Gaz. He was only uh, like a young kid then. Um he was about maybe t- t- 10, 12 I think. Hmm. Um and then years later, like literally I was a, I was a kid, I was fifteen, lost 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 touch with Gaz and then it was literally like 20 years later or something I think I was 35 36 and I'd started going to watch uh, UK shows I'd, I'd gone to like a lot of the WWF stuff back back in the day so I got to see Hogan and Undertaker I went to SummerSlam 92 mm, wow. um, stuff like that
1: um, yeah so I started going to watch the UK shows with have lad glad Joe
0: and we've been to a few future shop shows and then I started looking a bit more local and I came across the IWA and um, got to, got to the, the Grangeway on the England corner to watch our first show there. And there was someone stood chatting with who I now know is Bonnie, the the, the lady on the, on the front desk who does the, the tickets and safety payment and stuff on show day. And uh, <coughs> she was chatting with someone and I looked over and I'm thinking, I know you, I know you, I know I know you, I know <laughs> your face, but I don't know who the hell you are. And I don't know why I know you, but I know I know you. So I, I actually, I walked over in the queue, like as nasty as it may seem, I'm not shy by any stretch. Like, and I was like, I'm sorry, mate, I know this is going to sound really weird, but
1: I know you, but I don't know where from. <laughs> Happens to me every day. Yeah, ter- yeah, terrible names. So. It's not a usual
0: thing to happen. <laughs> like. So we kind of looked at me, and I looked at him, and he was like, Oh, it's Paul, it's Paul. I'm like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not bloody hell. So we got chatting, and, and I obviously remembered then that it was Gaz's house, it was his house where I very first watched wrestling, and we're at a wrestling show, and it was like, Oh, small well, bloody hell. To the venue, like, um in the hall, sits in sits in our seats and stuff. Sat watching the show, and um, next minute music hits. Wrestler comes through the curtain, big shout as he does arm in the air, and it's Gaz. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, he's wrestling! No way. So I'm I'm like, my mind was blown at this point. Like I'm thinking, we used to watch wrestling, and he's gone and done it, and he's a wrestler on the show. I was like, no way. So anyway, so I did. I watched the show, and I found it, like me, me and Joe got really into it and stuff. Um it's grassroots stuff at rwa which is why one well, the reason i like it um there is good stories get told there uh, and stuff mm. um so yeah so we, we I, I stayed around at the end of the show spoke to gaz i just casually threw out like i said oh we, we train every saturday you should come down if you want like maybe i, I mean i've never been uh, even now like i'm not a shy person if there's something i want to go and try or go and do i'll pretty much go and do it um so a couple of weeks went by, and Joe was saying Are you gonna go be a wrestler, dad, and I was like, oh well, we'll see, we'll see. But I was working. I'm gonna go down. Um, so me and Joe went down at our first session, and uh, and that was it. Uh, <laughs> 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 every everyone does this the first wrestling session yeah. you go to, you walk away, and your head is literally like buzzing with things that you wanna do, that you remember from training. you think of where it might lead, and all that stuff. And that was pretty much me up then. And that was about uh, five years, ago, four or five years ago, I think it was.
1: Yeah, um, my co-host Nick, he lasted one training session and okay, he will that sore. <laughs> I think bumping around for two hours. Yeah,
0: pretty much. I mean, it can, it can get you that way if you're not used to things, if you're mm. not used to being um, physical anyway. But, um, I'm, I was generally pretty fit. I think around this time, i just, I've been doing a lot of running. I've done yeah. a few marathons and, um, what that ultra that I did and stuff. So cool. yeah, I've always been, and on all through my life, I've always ran. I've always been a runner.
1: Yes. Yeah, so what came first, the uh, Mr. Williams character, or your first match?
0: Mr. Williams um, uh, came first. Yeah. I, I took me time with training. Uh, to be honest, um, what I did do, I don't. I think I'd only been training maybe three, three months, maybe. And um, we were short of an announcer for a show, and I kind of threw me hat in the ring like, I'll have a go, you know. Again, not shy, like, I'll, I'll go home and get my suits. I'll have a go. Because from, de- from day one, I didn't just want to, if I, if, I, if I ever do something, mm. I want to do it properly, I want to try and look the part, um, not, like, half-ass something, if you know what I mean. So, I went away, I got myself some little cards and stuff, you know, I, got, I went over, oh I didn't just do it, what I was wearing that, where, that day, I purposely went home, got my suits, dug my shoes out, um first time I'd ever been on a show in front of a crowd, Um but, and I think that side of it really helps with confidence how it's best to get on a show. I'd Personally, I would always say try and announce or try and be ring crew or try and do the music just so you're around the, mm. the atmosphere of a show.
1: There's always somebody who might not turn up one day. Of
0: course there of course, is. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the number one. That always being a gate. That's the number <laughs> one. Um, but but other, aside from the actual wrestling side of it, it's great to, to just get involved and, um, Like so I started announcing, and I was lucky enough to then go and work for, I think at one time I was working for like six or seven companies doing announcing. At the same time I was training. Uh, I had a couple of ideas for for stuff I might want to do, and the teacher side of it, the Mr. Williams character, just kind of evolved. Mm. Uh, But from me very, what you see now in the ring was how Mr. Williams looked from day one. Um, I didn't have the blaze, obviously, but I did wear trousers, shirt, um, tie Yeah. Um, did I start? Yeah, I've always I've, I, I, I did start with trainers, but like everyone does. <laughs>
1: um,
0: but eventually, like certain things have evolved and changed. But basically, the the character as a whole is that is what what you see now was that from day one. Um, I think from tra- from the very first day of training to the first match, I think it was something like nine months. Well. Wow. Um. Now, for some people, that's a lot—a long time for something people, it's a short time, like a RWA, that's, that's another good thing. You will get on a show and you'll get live experience, personally I think anyway, before you will anywhere else. I see Dr. Tom and um, Ray Paul, I think Chris Silvio's been there a couple of times, Yeah. Um, Package Sharp as well, um, and Andy will obviously use them, but as for outsiders coming in, it doesn't really happen, um, like ever. So it's really good. I mean, I have known lads that come to training, you pick it up really quick and they're on a show in like maybe three months, four months. Right. But for me, it just, I, I want it to be, I want, my first match, I didn't want it to be, it sounds really stupid, but just another first match.
1: Hmm.
0: I wanted it to be something different. Um, I wanted to get the gimmick over. Um, pretty much from day one, it did. Um, like I say, I have changed things and how I act and certain things, but. It's gone, it's gone well. I couldn't really... I picked the right gimmick anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so t- take us back to your first match And What did you remember about it and in hindsight what was your opinion about it now? So. Uh, my, my
0: very first match was with a young lad called Connor the Bullet Stafford which you should know, I think. I
1: recognise the name.
0: Yeah. Um, he's been at RWA I think he's 18 now. Yeah. Um, and he's a 9-year vet already. Wow. <laughs> uh, he's been tag champs, junior tag champs. He's been uh, I do a next level champ he's been um, yeah, I do a heavyweight champ um, he's a great young lad he's, he's a good talent as well um, I don't think he puts himself out there maybe as much as he could and probably should do um, and he's just literally started to do that now so I'm hoping that people will give him a chance and pick him up um, and use him uh, but he, he's a great lad um, and my first debut we did we did a uh, a junior Show well, not a junior show match. Um, they have two classes at RWA. One's the very first one, which is generally for kids. Yeah. Uh, um. But I, and I again, I'm I'm not um, I'm not bothered. Like I'll talk to the kids that are RWA the same as i talk to an adult. Um, I'm not bothered if you're doing the same thing as me. I'm not bothered. You're 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 as um, you've got as much right to be wrestling as I have. I don't think because I'm an older guy or whatever that I should get in before you or anything like that or I can't work with the kids or I'm just off for having a laugh I'm not yeah. bothered I'm, still, I'm, I'm but what it is pretty much I'm too old to give a toss I'm one of them embarrassing dads that I'll be dancing in the street if a tune comes on and stuff I'm not bothered
1: hey, So you recently did a tour of Australia how did the character go over Down Under does that make sense? Uh, it went over okay <laughs> it wasn't yeah. really a tour as such what it was all, all my family live over there Yeah. Um, in
0: Australia so it was it um, was it was a family holiday, but I couldn't not go over there and try and wrestle. Um, so I got in touch with a couple of companies, um, and we ended up working for a company which was basically, I think based about 50 minutes of my dad's house in Gold Coast, yeah. called IPW, um, run by a lad called Josh Ives. Uh, <clears throat> I
1: messaged the um, event page. Um,
0: with a couple of details, uh, the usual spiel. How long you been wrestling? Character, couple of promo shots. Yeah. Um, asking if there would be any chance of you know possibly working with them or whatever. Um, and he, again, he seems to like the gimmick. And yeah, yeah, we, you can, we'll use you like yeah. give us a shout when you come in. Like, um, so me and uh, my daughter Katie um, wrestled for them. Uh, we we flew on a Thursday. We got there on a Friday, and we did the show on a Saturday.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but it went well. It was good. Um, we also did uh, before the show. We did a, a seminar with a guy called uh, Ryan Fujiwara. Um, he was actually he's an Australian guy, but he works he works a lot in Japan now. Yeah. Uh, for Sajiri, he's basically based over there now. Um, and a lot of the stuff that he he actually knows through, like I say, wrestling is a very small world. He knows Andy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and th- 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 a lot of the stuff that he was saying. It's very much the stuff that Andy says as well in like training. Just the mentality of wrestling, uh, of training, of getting yourself in shape, trying to be the best that you can be, if you like. Because, you know, you can train all you want, but if you're not going to go to the gym, people aren't going to know how good of a wrestler you are because no. they might not give you a chance. Because if you look, if you like, you know, when you're trying to get outside bookings and stuff and you're messaging promoters, do you always want, basically you're trying to sell yourself at the end of the day. I'm going off track Okay, sorry, I always do that. It's <laughs> 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 but you, you should for me personally you should try and either have a very strong gimmick or a very strong look um, i.e. You get yourself to the gym pretty much um, so yeah so that, that was that the the show we did in Australia um, Kate he also got picked up as well to go and work in Brisbane the following weekend uh, for a WA grindhouse um, and that went well as well so so yeah we so we only did a couple of shows over there but it was a great experience um just the facts of like I could say that I've wrestled in America, in Australia India, and all around the UK, if you'd have told me that like mm. when I first started our first session maybe back then, I'd have been like, Shut your mouth <laughs> Idiots. But it's just like it's it is what it is and it, it is crackers and it still blows my mind, like, but you've got to put yourself out there at the end of the day. So
1: So as you it's mentioned, cool. your your daughter wrestles as um Jamie Sparks. Yes yeah, she so, does, yeah. So you yeah. must be immensely proud
0: of her success oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think I'd been
1: trained
0: in about a month um, yeah. and she was doing some she'd done gymnastics for about 7 years um, at like county level she used to uh, do gymnastics for Cheshire Merseyside um, and she'd finished with that um, then she went to do some bloody street dance thing in, in Wallington she was doing <laughs> that and then she come to a point where she wasn't doing anything and i yeah. started the wrestling like, and I was really getting into it and I was like, "Oh, come come down and have a go if you want. And she was like, me hey, wrestling? She didn't even watch it. She'd never even watch wrestling with me if I watched it. If I was watching wrestling, she walked in, she'd probably walk out again. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but she, she came down and started wrestling. The very first time she took a bump, she missed a mat. Ooh. And it kind of threw her off a bit. So she, that very first session, she missed, like, the next, like, two weeks or something. I think it really knocked her so confidence. But she came back after a couple of weeks and, um, she really got into it and i I, th- I think i'm writing stuff let me have a thing yeah i think i'm right in saying she's the youngest ever rwa women's champion i think she was women's champion when she was 14. wow um but she had that, i think she had that belt for like i think this was on a, this was on something else the other day some kind of third i think she's the longest reigning champion women's champion of rwa um and it was really it was really nice actually because at the point that she had the belt I also held the NXL title.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> at, at RWA, so we've got a few, once a couple for the memory box, like you know, a couple of pictures with both with our belts and stuff like that. So that was really nice. Like, but yeah, I'm, I'm proper proud of her. Like she's, she's doing more stuff than I'm doing now. <laughs> <laughs> with,
1: with you being such a heel character and her being a face, is it ever difficult to separate the father-daughter relationship during shows? Or? Um, no, not hmm. really. I'm,
0: to be, you know, um, strangely enough, we have actually wrestled each other
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, we've done singles and tags we've, we've actually been on the same team as tagging and we've actually wrestled each other on separate teams like in, in uh, the Australia match that was um, a six person tag and I was on one team and she was on the other Yeah. <laughs> um, it actually works quite well to be honest because obviously I trust her she trusts me um, so there's no kind of, there's, there's no like uh, there's no awkwardness or anything like that she knows I'm not bothered I'm I am, the tip. well, if you imagine, if you, if you to look up embarrassing dad, it's the picture <laughs> there's probably a picture of me, in gimmick, probably. Um, but yeah, it's, it's worked well so far, I and mean, early days, like I helped her uh, get in work and stuff, but now she's paying me the favour back, now she's getting a bit more known. She's actually helped me get a couple of bookings here and there, so. Yeah, but it's nice, though, it's actually, as strange as it is, it's a nice thing to be doing, <laughs> you know, set, like together, if you like, road trips and stuff.
1: So you're both going to Belgium in a couple of months. Um, with your character being so vocal, calling yeah. call the fans idiots and stuff, yeah, yeah. how does it translate with a non-English audience? Um,
0: to be honest, uh, Katie went to. She went over there uh, in March, yeah. and the promoter over there, Steve, uh, because of her age and stuff, we were a bit um, nervous about it, if you like, because she, she, she was only seventeen then. She's eighteen now, but she was only seventeen. First time she's flown on her own. First time she's been to a foreign country on her own, mm. um, which is a lot at 17, I suppose. <coughs> but with doing what we do, it's it's known it's going to happen at some point. So you know, why not be now? Like, uh, but through chatting with Steve, he got to know that uh, I was a worker as well. I sent him a couple of dafts. In fact, I was doing a promo for something else. I think it was for Australia, actually, um, and he just. Sent me some stuff from a story that he'd just been doing on it on his show in um, in Belgium. Mm. So I said to him, like, I said, Oh, I'll, I'll, while I'm doing this promo, I'll, I'll film one for you. Just, you know, just, I'll just throw it together a bit daft, like, and um, I'll see if you, know, you like it, if you get an idea for what I do. So I sent it over to him, I was like, Oh, that's, men, that's, that's great. Like, he said, do You mind if never use it. And I was like, Well, hang on, and, you know, I just, that was just something like I just threw it together in like two bits. <laughs> but he actually really liked the gimmick and the character. And over there, they all speak good English. It's oh, strange. Okay. People over here, if, if someone came over talking Belgium, everyone would be like, what? <laughs> but everybody in Belgium, the the Katie all they all speak good English. Hmm. So um, I don't think it'll be a problem, personally. Um, they already know the gimmick because they'd seen the promo. That, um, that right. it actually got a good reaction. I got, like, I got a few likes and stuff on, my, on the gimmick page and stuff, just from that promo that Steve put up. So, uh, so looking forward to the show. We've got a nice little bit of an angle to work as well. So that's
1: not so bad. Yeah, it sounds like it's gonna be really, really fun.
0: Sup so, guys? It's the leader of the Billy Club, Billy On, and you are listening to Broken but glorious.
1: So, yeah. So I've, I've asked the official Wrestle Island fan f- Facebook group. That's a mouthful. Oh, <laughs> have you now? You've asked the idiots. Is that what? So, that you've asked? You've asked the idiots, yeah. Yeah, to provide some questions. So I'll I'll drop the questions in as topics come up. So. So. Right, yeah. <laughs> so at the next WrestleMania show, you have a lumberjack match against Billy at um Could you take us through the history of the feud? Or? Right, well, the history of the feud is
0: Billy, idiot that he is, started getting a little bit too big for his boots. If you remember, um, not that long, well, I've said not that long back, it was probably about 12 months, actually, the first couple of Wrestle Island shows, I, I was good enough to let Billy in my corner. Um, he wanted to, the experience. He wanted to see what I did. Mm. So I was like, okay then, Billy, you can be in my corner. Come on, away you go. You can be my prefect. He dubbed himself the perfect prefect, by the way. That wasn't my title. He gave himself that title. I just let him run with it. Um, but I don't know what he, what he thought he was doing, but he ended up being a bit of a hindrance if I'm honest Mm. Um, if he he, if he'd be honest with himself if he'd look back at at those couple of shows he was more help than hindrance and I don't need that kind of uh, idiocy in my corner so I had to bring in the student union of Jack and Frederick just to make sure he couldn't cock up any one of my matches Um, he didn't like that he took it upon himself to get in my face so and I couldn't stand for that, obviously. So I had to slap him down and put him in detention.
1: That's so what the last Wrestle Island show, Billy Norton, defended his Wrestle Island career against you. Could you tell us the listeners about this match?
0: Career, career, what
1: career has he had? <laughs> what career
0: has Billy Norton ever had?
1: Well, he's, a fan, he's a fan, he's fan favorite. I've you? got him. Yeah. Me, Mr. Williams,
0: has got him. His opportunities. Career, don't make me laugh. He might have a few bloody idiot followers Billy Club tell you what idiots they are but um, again I think I think a little bit of attention that he got from his Billy Club as they call themselves I think that went to his head I think that's definitely what happened it went to his head he got a bit inflated of himself and um, again he, he stated that not me I'll put my career on the line don't make me laugh idiots um, but then, anyway, I pinned him one two, 3 His career should have been gone. He should have been marooned on another island. Never mind WrestleBundy Island. But you
1: he should have been knocked. But, but Mr he Williams, you did, you did knock him out with your clipboard. Whoa! Ask the referee. Ask the referee.
0: Did Mike Pope, Mr Pope, did he see my clipboard across Billy Norton's head at any point in that match? Well?
1: He probably didn't. But didn't did he? he didn't, didn't Pete. Pete that Big came Papa, out. Big Vince McMahon, wannabe <laughs> Pete. <laughs>
0: Took it upon himself to get in the ring. Took him a while, by the way. But he got in the ring, got in my face, and reversed the decision. I couldn't believe it. Could not believe it. So now I've got to face the idiot again in a lumberjack match.
1: Yeah, so I'm guessing this guy is a fan of yours, um, Graham Fisher. He said, I asked, did you hear people cheer you we- up your Fall Over Billy, which was so cruelly changed?
0: It was cruelly, so there you go. I'm liking Mr. Fisher already. <laughs> was cruelly, very cruelly changed. Um, but no, to be honest, I didn't hear any cheering going on. I was too busy celebrating my win with my student union. So no, I didn't hear anybody cheering. I heard a lot of people crying. Apparently there was little kids in the front rows crying their eyes out. If I'd have seen them, I'd have pointed and laughed, to be quite honest with you. But I didn't, because like I said, I was too busy enjoying my moments of the win.
1: Um, um, Graham Williams asks... Um what have you got up your sleeves for the lumberjack match against Billy Norton at the next show? Um, have you decided who you want as your lumberjacks and Jills? Right, well, Graham is an idiot, I'll
0: tell you now. I don't wear sleeves.
1: Hmm.
0: He should know that, he's seen me wrestle enough. Bloody hell. I don't wear sleeves, it's guards that I wear. But, anyway, what have I, what have I got in, in store for Billy, shall we say? <laughs> uh, now, if I was any type of. Um, Teacher, I wouldn't be giving away my secrets, would I? Because all that Billy knows, I taught. Mm. Yeah, but I didn't teach him everything that I know. Mm. So that would be very silly of me, wouldn't it? I'd, be, I'd be the idiot then if I was to tell you what I've got in store for Billy norton during the lumberjack match. As for lumberjacks, uh, I've said this. I was asked a question by that idiot interviewer backstage. Um, about the lumberjacks and who do I want to use and I was just like bring everyone bring, get everyone out there I'm, I'm really not bothered my union will be by my side and we will see once and for all Billy Norton gets what's coming gets mm. the stuffing knocked out of him gets cut down to size and I don't know he can I don't know he can toddle off somewhere he can find another island to get
1: marooned on I don't know As you mentioned there's the vessel island back Backstage interviewer, Craig Henderson. Harrison, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he comments saying Lucy frightens him. Will so she be part of the Lumberjacks? Yeah.
0: Um, I, do you know what? I don't know. Um, I don't know if we
1: have the Lumberjacks and Lumberjills. Mm. Um, don't get me wrong, Bryony would
0: hold her own with any of those idiots. Um, she probably only scares him because he, he's an idiot himself. <laughs> so, you know, he's probably just scared of the IQ combined in the student union because he, he obviously hasn't got much to be fair he does he does his best blessing but no
1: he also said that he's, well, he's he's sure that Billy will find a few friends of his own so and he also asks um, why why do you like pushing around backstage interviews
0: listen 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 if he wants to be an idiot and asking me stupid questions what does he expect Yeah. What does he expect? It was only a tiny push. It's not my fault he's only got one leg. That's not my fault, is it? Is that my fault? No. No. If he's going to ask me stupid questions in my face with a bloody microphone talking nonsense, what do, what does he honestly expect?
1: And then Stephen Monk asks, um, where do you see yourself in a year?
0: In a year? Um, I can see myself and, and the student union being a very, um, how oh, shall I put that, when I say ominous, ominous maybe, a, a very, um, a force within British wrestling, shall we say, mm. because me, me and the union, we are getting about now to a couple of places, um, as well as shining bright lights from all these bookings that we might be getting, I can see gold. That's right, gold. Whether that's gold for me, gold for the boys, possibly in the tag division, or gold or crowns, for briny. No, there's
1: no rumour that they're going to bring Licious in a... A, tri- a trio's them. title, possibly. So. Pardon? There's no rumours they're going to possibly bring in a trio's, trios title. you know what? I've heard this
0: rumour as well, and that's another thing we will, will hopefully, never mind hopefully, we will be involved with. I'm sure. I'm sure.
1: And he also asks um, where can he get some idiot t- t- stickers from at the la- next show? He said he's also already got a detention slip but he'd love an idiot sticker. Right,
0: well if you don't put his mince pies and look on the merch table, along with my t-shirts, um, cards, photos Glasses. that are available all at reasonable prices by the way. All reasonable prices. Uh, and available to be signed. You will also see stickers at the bargain price of two for a pound you tell me you tell me that's a bargain that's nice. a bargain yeah. bargain top
1: bargain, bargain.
0: <laughs> so if you open his mid-pies next time you might have you lucky enough
1: that's a good look with your match against Billy Norton so should be a good fun, should be a fun match so we're a fun match fun you think it's going to be fun it's not going to be any fun for Billy Norton it's not going to be fun for him when I toss him over that top rope there
0: and let the Lumberjacks and Jills get hold of him They'll be stomping mud holes in him when I'm done. There won't be much left, so enjoy him while you can.
1: Uh, so, where can people see you in the future? Apart from, so, we've got Wrestle Island on the 1st.
0: Yes, we've got Wrestle Island on the 1st. Uh, myself and the Student Union are at the next Alpha Omega show. Yeah. Um,
1: which I think, if you've got the date there May 26th. The yeah, of
0: May. So, in a couple of weeks, we're there. Um, on the 1st of
1: June. 3rd? Is
0: it? 3rd of June. Sorry, yeah, there you go. I'm being interviewed you now. Um, it's late, getting late. I've got to a stack of market before I did this, so you don't get yeah. it. But.
1: Um,
0: yeah, 3rd of June, myself, uh, I am at WrestlePro. Uh, and then, as you just mentioned there, uh, July, I'm off to Belgium uh, for my first uh, European date. There we go.
1: Yeah,
0: Uh, hopefully first of many. I've just come back from Scotland this weekend.
1: Was that the um, Uh, Scotland versus England? Yes, Uh, it was. Yeah, saw that on Twitter. Pro
0: wrestling up in uh, Kilbride. Another place full full of idiots. So I think we have mentioned that I might be back at the at some stage to deal with the Scottish clowns up there because, believe you me, they need dealing with.
1: And you're you're hoping to make a. I'm (laughs) back again, idiots! I'm back
0: again.
1: (laughs) So you're hoping to make another trip to the States? Um, I hear you're good friends with Sugar Duncanson because you do a couple of dates. Yes, uh, I met Sugar Duncanson
0: over there at a Heroes and Legends show. Yeah. Um, also a couple of other guys that, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll drop the names in on this. Um, Jason Saints, yeah. um, uh, Shane Mercer and Hi Isaiah, if you can try and find those three guys. Uh, along with Sugar, obviously, um, those guys are doing big things over there. And they're all the great, great lads. Um, not an idiot among them, I'll have you know. All good guys. Um, you'll see me sharing their stuff now and again. Um, get on to them, give them a follow. Um, yeah. Yes, I'm hoping, I'm just, I'm hoping, hoping I'm going to get a reply back, possibly in the next week or so, um, for a show that I want to get on there. And I'm going to base the trip around that show. Yeah. Um, hopefully, hopefully get back to OVW. And possibly IWA as well, because I worked for them last time I was over there. Um, possibly one or two other places. I'm only going to go for a week, but I'm going to try and uh, cram as much in that week as I can. Amazing. So,
1: so before you go, do you want to promote any social media? Or?
0: Well, you can find me obviously on my uh, Mr. Williams Esquire. That's the same on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, you've got my good self as well. We'll go back now to Sparks. Um, you can find me on there Sparks Williams um, catch up with any wrestling stuff that I get up to um, any shows that I get up to I always share my stuff on there um, apart from that anything RWA related get on to them if anyone's ever wanted to start training I know that Pete's big into uh, promoting RWA as well yeah. um, get down there because a lot of the the lads that Pete now uses all started at RWA um, there's, a, there's another lad couple of other lads that um, they don't don't train there still now but they started at RWA Um, some people you will be aware of some people you won't but there's a lot of people now getting around the UK scene and making big noises that are part of RWA or were part of RWA Um, so it's a cracking place to start a cracking place to get on your journey don't ever think that you're too old look at me I was 36 when I started
1: oh that's my age
0: Uh, yeah there you go still not too late Chris
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, it. Yes.
0: I'm telling you so uh, so yeah just um, I'm all about trying to be positive and stuff so if you've ever wanted to have a go even if it is just announcing or refereeing we're always short of um, the auxiliary roles as well if you like not, it's not just all about just being in the ring if there's not an announcer to announce it, we can't come in no. if there's not someone selling the tickets we can't sell the tickets if there's not someone doing the music we're coming out to crickets so it's just one of them every, every role within wrestling needs filling so if you ever want to do any of that I'd urge you to get down to uh, RWA also WrestlePro if you're more Manchester based Uh, but if you can come and see us get to RWA
1: I've really enjoyed being today I'd love to have you on again in the future
0: yeah no props Chris nice one